three, two, one. That's right. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present of everyday people. Yes, indeed. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Asher Chua. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Shelly. Thank you. I am so glad to catch up with you. For for anyone that doesn't know you, um, who do you say you are? I am a an author first, um, motivational speaker, divorce recovery coach, uh, and real estate investor. So, um, so that's how I would describe myself. It's a full plate. It is. <laughs> How, it is. Plus, I still have a full-time job. How, how have you been able to to balance with like the the last few years? You know, um, going through the whole situation with COVID has been pretty interesting. Um, I found so much um, joy in understanding uh, who I am even more during a difficult time. Mm. Uh, COVID presented an opportunity for self-reflection. Yeah. Uh, in so many ways, uh, especially, you know, I'm I'm still single, uh, still no kids. And so it's just me. And when you're by yourself and you're going through a pandemic, it is definitely a time where you can self-reflect and see where things are and where you want to be with your life. Um, and during that time, I, I wrote um, some more books. Uh, my uh, you know, the child I always wanted to have, you know, I think the last time we talked was about Chandler. Mm-hmm. Chandler is the, the son that I always wanted to have. And so I started those series of books that we discussed years ago and just so incredibly proud of, of birthing the thought like that thought got birthed and mm-hmm. it's been three books now. Nice. So, yep. So the last book is called, Are You There, God? It's me, Chandler. Mm-hmm. And Chandler um, is now 15. Uh, the first book, he was 11. And um, so the, the books have progressed. You know, we the last time we talked, I shared with you, I wanted to have a series of books. And so he has progressed. He's gotten older. Um, the first book was called The, um, the Adventures of Chandler and the Traveling Prayer Shawl. Yep. And, and then the second book, I have actually the second book sitting right in front of me is called Chandler Goes Camping. Um, and that book, like, I absolutely love. And, um, and then the third book is Are You There, God? It's me, Chandler. And that book, God was like, I need you now to bring in what you've been doing with divorce recovery and your children's books and combine them together to show the world that also kids go through that process with the parents as they're going through divorce. And how do you coach them through it? How do you keep them positive? How do you allow them to see that they're still loved during that during that process? And so um and so the book is, Are You There, God? It's me, Chandler. And gotcha. um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's what's been going on. That's what's been going on um, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, so just been pursuing the goal, pursuing the dreams. And then the last thing that I've been doing is, you know, my full-time gig is town acquisition. I've been doing that for over 20 years. And so on the side, I help small businesses um, how teach them how to actually find talent, um, how to maneuver and, and find all the, 
tactics that need to be used to to get great talent um, or help people find jobs. So, gotcha. so yeah. What, so yeah. What was that like during like during the last two years? Like, have have you had more luck getting people, or, or have you seen like swings and people needing more help getting the right people in their businesses? Yeah, it's been a combination of both. So, um, it's been really tough for you know people to companies to find find people. We're just now getting over this hump of the great resignation, mm. and with people deciding that they're going to find other jobs, get into different industries, become an entrepreneur, retire. Uh, so many people during that process were um, furloughed uh, or took early retirement. And so when the world came back so fast, I call it the world came back. When the world came back so fast after the pandemic, no one was ready from a staffing perspective. And um, and so it's been very interesting to try and, and get employers to this process. Right. Um, yeah. Well, you said in getting employers? Well, get employers through the process. So my clients are, are the employers. Um, gotcha. They're small businesses or um, healthcare companies. Right. Um, and um, so getting them through the process of, of staffing, getting them, re- you know, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And I guess have, have you had to have like, um, I know divorce. I'm trying to think of how to place this. Like, it's interesting because it's like you're an author. You have a background in divorce recovery, having gone through it yourself. And also you're helping people bring in new employees when they've, they've kind of had like a separation. So it's like, do diff, do those different, do those two things bleed into each other where like you have to sit down in a way that you would sit down with like a, a client that's not an employer? Like, would you sit an employer down and be like, hey, maybe if you've had five or more people just up and leave, it might not be the people. It might be like, let's, let's talk about like what it is that you're looking for and like what it is like are your expectations realistic in what you're asking versus what you say you need yeah yeah very much so they was interesting the area is kind of parallel because in talking with employers i do an intake session Mm -hmm. to see where you are what you're looking for what you desire when i'm talking with divorce when i'm talking with divorce recovery clients I'm talking about, okay, tell me where you are. Tell me where you want to go. And, and I'll, I'll talk you into how we get there. I'll give you the recommendations, the solutions, the blueprint. And it's the same with, with staffing. I right. will give you the blueprint. I'll give you the steps. I'll give you all that to get you restaffed. Mm-hmm. And with divorce recovery, I will give you that blueprint to restart your life. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's one of the best things about being a coach is being able to help people assess where they are mm-hmm. and helping them discover where they need to go. Um, and then I'll, I'll you know sort out the plan with how to get there. Gotcha. I, I like that because the the question kind of came because i'm i'm going through a book now that i've i've heard about but i've started listening to it as a way to read it called extreme ownership and mm-hmm. just that the the notion in it it's like you have two former navy seals that wrote it giving context of 
how they work together as a team and kind of what went right and what didn't go right, but the lessons that they pulled from there. And also consulting with a um, in, with corporate businesses, like being in that outside coach or that outside, um, I forget what the word is called, consultant. When you, you bring this person in to be like, hey, we're having these issues. And then when you kind of sit down with the CEO or they sit down with the middle managers and they're like, okay, like these things aren't going right. Those things aren't going right. Like, are you able to look in the mirror and say, like, can you ask a question that you might think, oh, I don't want to ask this because it's going to make me feel stupid. Like, can you, like in saying this is what you want per this blueprint, like, are you willing to follow the the blueprint that I'm offering you? Or is it like, I'm going to come here, share with you my experience, and you're just going to go do whatever you want to do because you just want to, you just want to do what you want. And like, if what I told you doesn't fall within the framework where you're like, oh, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their problem. It's not me. It's not me. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I can only help you to the level that you're willing to take ownership in the role that you play in this. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of uh, clients that um, need to understand the role that they play in both situations, you know, from a standpoint of when you have people that exit your organization, what role does your organization play in them leaving, you know, um, helping people to understand when they go through divorce, you know, what role did you play in this? Um, you know, but where can we say, okay, I made that error. I made that, that mistake. Mm -hmm. If I had to do it again, what would I do? You know? So it's okay that we make mistakes, but how would I do that over? What would I do now that I've learned from that? So that's, that's a great point. And what I what I like about that, and I think something that I, I may I think you've said it before, or maybe I, I've heard you say it before. It's like you can take in that accountability, but you don't want to take so much accountability to where you think everything's your fault. To where like now you've got to be both the employer and the employee at the same time. It's like that kind of defeats the purpose of how you move forward because now it's like you're going backwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you remember awesome. that I talked about accountability? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I pay attention sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Are you still doing the um the Lady Lions call? I are am. you still leading that? I am. Um yes. Yeah. So you know the Lady Lions, we are a I you know I started it six years ago and we're still extremely excited. Um we still go on retreats, meet every day. Um, I now have set it up now, though, like it's a mini virtual church. There's numerous ministries. Um, and so it's absolutely spectacular. Um, nice. During COVID, I wasn't able to have us go on retreats like I normally do. And so this year we are back on our retreats. And so we'll have a retreat this October. And so ladies across the United States and uh, throughout UK and Canada will be with us. And, um, and so we'll have we'll have that retreat. And so I lead that whole process um, with it. And so it's absolutely beautiful. Nice. How did you how did you guys grow during the pandemic or like how did you count on each other? Oh, wow. Um, you know, prayer is powerful. Um, and, you know, one of the things with us is we're extremely close. Hmm. Um, so we never missed a beat with staying connected like we you know we stay connected through through group me because we're 
you know, we're international. Um, and so we stay connected through that app. And, you know, we are constantly every single day just praying for one another, um, calling, texting one another. Um, so none of that changed during the pandemic. In fact, we just got even closer during the pandemic. Um, you know, all of us, we're closer than our, our immediate families in, in many cases. Yeah, uh, if not all cases. <laughs> so, um, so it's absolutely beautiful. That's awesome. And yeah. I see um, you were in the jersey that says "Unstoppable University." Does that come into the Lady Lions, or where where does that fit into the picture? So, you know, all of my um, yeah, all of my businesses stem under Unstoppable University. Mm-hmm. So, so Lady Lions is a component under Unstoppable University. Um, TLC Recruiting Academy, which is the, the staffing I was sharing with you, mm-hmm. is under Unstoppable University, Aspiring Speakers Academy under Unstoppable University. Um, and so all those elements are under the umbrella of Unstoppable University. So, like so yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait to, to structure yourself and kind of give you a, give yourself a blueprint to operate by. Yeah. You know, CJ Quinney gave me the whole, and I don't know if I ever shared this story with you before. Um, you have to let me know if I'm repeating myself, but mm-hmm. years ago, CJ was my, uh, was my coach, my one-on-one coach. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he was the one that said, do you realize that your story epitomizes the word unstoppable? And he said, you need to have unstoppable university. He created it and everything. He created all of them, in fact. Um, so he said unstoppable university. And under that would be divorce recovery. He said, you need to talk about your Linda story. It's powerful. Um, he said, you have to have Aspiring Speakers Academy. He came up with it, um, told me to get with Marshall with the logo. And, um, and then he came up with the um, with TLC Recruiting Academy. He yeah. named it. He named TLC Recruiting Academy. All of them um, were ones that he created. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's also good that you were able to to take the advice and just continue on with it because it's like sometimes we we can be told something and then just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. Or it's like you can, you can even be handed something. And if you're not a good steward of it, it can fall apart like after a short period of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's always good to be obedient um, when you have gurus telling you what to do. So, right. Absolutely. absolutely. I like that. What What's the are you still writing new books and what what's the process been like from doing the first one and then putting out the third one? Did it become easier or was it just what's the feeling that you got from it or like the purpose? That's a great question. You know, my first book. Oh, you know what? I just realized. So my very, very first book was Smile, the how to guide to get through any storm. And then after I started the divorce recovery, which is that book is based off of um, and I transitioned into my goals of of what to do with the the image and the vision. I wanted to have a child like how does that thought manifest into some sort of vision Mm. um, into um, manifestation? And that's when God shared with me that Chandler needs to be in books. And so when I first initially started the first one, it was, I think, very therapeutic for me. Mm. Um, And so I was so focused on releasing how I felt uh, within that book and how I wanted that book to impact the world. 
The second book, I felt so comfortable. I was at a different place in my life. I wanted it to be fun. So Chandler Goes Camping is extremely fun. And um, and Chandler Goes Camping is a book that Jeremy um, Anderson has read. He's done podcasts where he's read almost the entire book and got so excited. And, you know, I got videos and stuff out there for Jeremy reading it. And so many other men wanted to read it to their kids. And so I have all these videos. And so that book is absolutely fun. And it showed a different side of me. And then I wanted to help people with understanding that you can start in a place of pain, you can add on some fun, and then you can make it a coaching opportunity for your family to get through a bad place um, with your kids. And so that next, you know, this final book that I have right here now, not final, the, the, the last one I just published, right. Are You Your Goddess Me Chandler? You know, that one really was a place where I can say, oh my gosh, I have grown so much from when I first published the first one. Um, the next one, um, I'm just in the beginning stages of trying to decide what I want to talk about now. I think though that I want to get more into my eBooks about staffing to get people to understand how you go from going through a pandemic mm -hmm. where no one, like hardly anyone is employed and furloughed. Yeah. And we had, these, we had these essential workers. Remember, originally <laughs> it was essential workers are the one that's, that's, that's going to work. You're going to go right. to work if you are essential. Right. And right. allowing your brain to have an understanding where if I'm not essential, what do I do? And how do I transition from that um, to now understanding how you can still staff your business, be productive, be successful, how to start over. And so now I'm I'm more focused now into doing some ebooks, um, some digital products um, with staffing, and some digital products with uh, with Chandler. I have a uh, a curriculum um, for Chandler. I have a a homeschool uh, program for Chandler, and um, so now I'm just kind of focused on some of these digital products. Um, where people, when we went through the pandemic that you need to, you know, that you can use and master. So, so yeah, so I've definitely have grown, grown over the years with the writing and publishing books. I like that. Something interesting that you, you pointed out with how your books kind of flowed with where it's like going from expressing pain to yeah. then having the bit of the joy that comes out. But it's like, even after you've had like two books that dealt with joy, it's like, there's still a wrestling or a question that comes about. It's kind of a way that lets you know that like things, things happen. And even when you get over them, like things can still happen. It's not just like happy go lucky forever, but it's, like you have a right to question or even ask God, like, hey, are you there? Like, where are you at? But it's like having that dialogue is a yeah. it's a good thing. It's not it's not bad to not know. Yeah. And sometimes it's like in like searching out an answer, it helps you kind of uncover more things than what you would have otherwise I guess, not been aware of if it was just like, well, I, I don't know. Now I'm bitter. Now I'm upset. Now I'm angry. Nothing's going my way. It's like you, you can quickly spiral out of control, but it's like if, if you're able to express some of the things that you have going on in your mind and then also like look 
for the lessons or be able to connect with someone with your, like yourself and have a guide kind of help you along, along and kind of see where it is that you're placing your attention and how it is that you can like look at what you've been through differently and find a way forward knowing that something else is going to come up tomorrow. And then because you got over what you got over yesterday, like divorce, like you can get over something like a, pen, a pandemic, like losing a job, losing employees, like being able to get get back more than what you had before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book, Are You There, God? is me, Chandler. He's in that moment, he's praying um, uh, because uh, the, the divorce process begins with a separation process and he sees the pain mm. that a parent experiences and he comforts that parent. And so he goes into prayer, he kneels and he says, are you there, God? It's me, Chandler. And so, and so he kind of goes, goes through that process. I think one of the most important phases or, or, or messages that I always want my audience to have an understanding about is no matter what I do is all based upon prayer. Like mm-hmm. Lady Lyons is prayer. Um, you know, Chandler, every Chandler book, he is embracing prayer. He's talking about prayer. He carries around a prayer shawl, which is the same as a prayer blanket. Um, everything that I put out and will continue to put out is going, the foundation will be based on prayer. Um, You know, I I shared my story in the Linda video years ago about um, the power of prayer and, and where that has taken me and that, you know, I used to be blind and unable to walk due to multiple sclerosis. And, you know, that was the component that CJ said, do you realize that you're unstoppable? Like you could have given up. You could have said, okay, God, like take me. You could have said, you know, I'm, I'm done with life. And you could have just, you know, all of that. He said, but you are unstoppable. And um, I want every single person to know that no matter what you go through, no matter what you experience, no matter what hardship, no matter who tells you that you can't accomplish something, no matter who says that you're not good enough, you are unstoppable. And um, and so that's, you know, that's the message that I want everyone to walk away every single day with the understanding that through prayer, through believing, through um, every trial and tribulation that you may go through. Um, God will get you through, uh, but you have to understand that no matter what, you got to brush your shoulders off and say, you know what? I am unstoppable and keep moving. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. I like that. That's very well, very well said. I'm trying to one, take a moment to reflect on what you said and Mm -hmm. accept it, but also clarify from your viewpoint, how you view prayer. Like you, you just explained how you view prayer, but I, I think Sometimes if I'm speaking from a personal perspective, it can be if I haven't been praying on a regular basis, I can be discouraged to say, I don't want to do that thing. I don't I don't want to call out to God or I don't want to have a dialogue where I haven't been active because now the thoughts in the back of my head are like, okay, if I pray and I don't get what I wanted, then it's not working. Or I don't want to go talk to God because I don't want to have like this wrestling in my mind. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to God because I feel like I've been misbehaving or I, I, I don't like, I, I know what the Bible says, but um, I don't think I remember what it says. Like, I guess I'm, I'm presenting reasons for why I may not want to pray or why someone may say like prayer doesn't work 
in that way? Could you kind of express what prayer isn't meant to do to kind of take away the uh, the disillusion where it's like, well, if I do this, then I get this. It's like, I, I don't think that's what prayer represents. And in the way that you you share it through Lady Lions, through the books, through like. Yes. Yeah, so I think maybe the question is based on faith, um, mm-hmm. because you cannot pray if you don't have faith. If you are an individual and and you don't believe that God exists, um, then you may not think that prayer is suitable for whatever situation you may be going through. Um, you have to have a foundation first of understanding who he is and building that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so you build the relationship through prayer. Um, and, you know, um, having that conversation with God is 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 like the most incredible thing in the world. Um, but you have to have this understanding that he exists. You have to be comfortable in picking up the Bible app or physical Bible and say, let me let me see exactly what his word says and go through it and and, and look at the scripture and look at his word. Um, I'll share this with you. Luke 137 says, for with God, nothing is impossible. For with God, nothing is impossible. And after you digest that piece in your soul, you begin to understand how powerful prayer is. For with God, nothing is impossible. So if I say, so as your example, you were sharing that, you know, if you're not having um, constant conversations with God, if you're not going to him in prayer, if you're having a situation, but you haven't talked to him, like all those things, it does not matter if you haven't talked to God in a while. When you come to him, regardless, he's still listening to you. And so when you when you pray and things don't happen on your time, it's just a matter of teaching you one. You've got to understand the importance of what patience looks like, what waiting on God looks like. And his timing is not your timing. And so once you kind of get some of that wrestled in your soul, you'll get how powerful prayer is. But you can't be one that says, "Okay, I'm going to pray today and I'm going to wait 30 seconds. God, you ain't showed up yet. okay?" And so God's timing is not your timing. Uh, But uh, uh, I'm trying to kind of uh, encompass what I think you what you're asking. Uh, But it all stems back to faith. You have to you know, you have to have faith. Um, uh, let me see. Um, one of the things that I loved about the last, um, the last phenomenal life event we had with ET in Cancun this past last month in mm-hmm. May. Um, and I don't know if you were there or not, but uh, no, I, I was there last year. Okay. So I was there this last month and we had, we had of course time with E on, uh, on like the the beach area for, um, you know, talking about the word and faith and, you know, and and he, of course, he talked about Didi, talked about his son and and all of that. Um, I sit and think and focus sometimes on the fact that what if we did not have faith, where would our life be? Um, If we didn't have prayer, where would our life be? I tell people all the time, I don't know how you get through life without having faith, without having prayer. I don't know how people get through uh, because there's so many situations that will come about in your life. 
And um, just knowing that he exists and that the power of prayer is so incredibly um, impactful. Um, so, and I don't know if I've kind of given you I, I, with, with that question or not. You, you um, have. I, I think I kind of brought it up just to interject something different into mm-hmm. the conversation as a way to, um, as a way, I guess I'm um, asking from my viewpoint, because it's like, I've been in that state at times. And like, before we we got on, we were kind of talking and I was sharing that it's been for me, I guess, part of my patience or or growing has been learning to detach from circumstances, learning to just be detached through my everyday and not feeling a need to have control over everything, knowing that this is how this is going to go. And also learning what offends me and kind of going through the process of dialoguing that, like writing it down, like where does this stem from? And really freeing myself of the burden or the weight that I think I need to carry on like a regular basis or things that I've carried for years upon years that I didn't recognize. So it's like, in a way, it seems that something that might be psychological on the surface is very much like spiritual and faith-based. It has there are things that lay on top of each other, like for learning science or something like that, like going into the work field. Sometimes there's a thought process thinking that, okay, if I believe one thing, I can't believe another. But it's like, no, like that's not necessarily the case. You don't always have to have a, it's this or that situation. Like two things can be true at the same time. And you don't have to constantly be at war with yourself internally thinking, I have to like this. I don't have to like that. And like you said, being able to have faith or trusting in what it is that you set out to do or what it is that you set out to ask. Like if you truly want to not be responsive to everything that goes on around you, you have to be willing to sit in places that may be uncomfortable or that's just like being in your mind or seeing something that comes across your screen or through media. It's like, okay, like if I don't like it, maybe I just won't use my phone today or maybe I won't go visit said place. It's like, oh, but I but I get a good feeling from this. It's like, okay, maybe put the feeling away for a minute and really be honest about what it is that you want, why you get that. Like, if that's, if that's hope I'm not being too vague, but it's, it's like practicing detaching this week and really um, dealing with things as they come. It's been an exercise or, or like a, a look in the mirror to be like, this is, this is what is looking back at me. But at the same time, it's, it's okay. Like what's here is, has been made. It's not something that it's always got to be shined up. It's always got to be this or that, like just waking up and doing um, like some self-care, hygiene, those basic things like that's that's part of um, I think I, I maybe went a little bit further than I intended. But I guess in, in asking the question, I think you answered it. And, and too many times it's like if I'm thinking from like a where does this all fit in this nice little box? It's like sometimes I've got to let go of that idea that everything that's said or everything that I hear has to fit somewhere. It's like some things just need to be. And when you let things be what they are and you be who you are, there's not always there isn't a a constant fight of like, well, if this isn't me and if I'm not that, like, is it okay that we coexist? It's like, yeah, that's 
fine. Like, is, did that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I um, you know, I think that, um, like I was saying before, I don't know how people kind of get through, get through life without having some sort of, of belief or um, understanding about, about prayer um, and the importance of it. Um, but developing that relationship with God is so incredibly important. What's funny is when you said you don't know how, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I think I kind of have an idea. And I, I want to say that's what I was trying to express in, in the fact that, at least from my experience, it's been more difficult trying not to have faith, trying to like understand everything. It's like there's some things that I can understand for a moment, but there's a lot more things I don't know than what I, I think I know. And like case in point, just from something as simple as being able to speak during times of like the pandemic and interacting with people, something that would come so naturally that you'd go into a workplace and you'd do it's like you isolate yourself enough or you don't spend enough time around people. And then you get in front of a camera or like you you sit across someone or you, you visit even a coffee shop and it's like, oh, wow, this is okay. Those are people over there. I hope they don't hurt me. I don't want to get this or I don't want to get that. It's like just the, the paranoia just ramps up all of a sudden because it's like you go from a state of, I don't know what's going on to, I still don't know what's going on, but the environment's change. And then it's on me to figure it out. But like, taking away the pressure of it's on me. It's like, maybe if you stop thinking it's on you, then you'd be, you'd be kind of at ease. Not, not to say like, yeah. just laissez-faire, just walk out. Like sometimes you need to walk out and smell the roses, but I think too many times things are dealt too strictly in the extremes of like, it's either got to be here or it's got to be there. And that's where you have terms as like far right or far left. And it's, it's like, it's weird how those things, not not on a political thing, but like it's weird how those those terms kind of come up. And we always talk about balance or you just see there's always polar opposites or things are always like in conflict with each other. But I don't want to keep you too long because I think what you said is has been very meaningful in its own right. I simply want to ask you two questions. Mm -hmm. One, how can people get in touch with you or um, be able to see, take part in the services that you provide? Okay. Um, so I have a number of, of different ways that people can contact me. So I'm on social media, of course. So I have Instagram. There's like four different handles with Instagram. There's um, TLC Recruiting Academy. Um, there's Adventures of Chandler, where you can see what Chandler is doing in his books and his lessons. Um, there's I underscore am underscore Shelly underscore Shelton with Instagram. Um, and then I also have Luke 137 Realty on Instagram. Um, and that's me with real estate investment. Um, and then I have TikTok that's unstoppable UNIV. So you can see from a TikTok perspective, my videos on divorce recovery and all that. Um, and then of course I'm on Facebook. Oh, and Twitter. So, and Snapchat. So <laughs> I'm on everything. <laughs> and I have a YouTube page. So please subscribe to my YouTube. That's Shelly Shelton. Uh, and associates uh, on my YouTube. <laughs> awesome. 
And last question I have for you is, are you still who you said you were from the, <laughs> the question at the start? Yeah, I am still, I am still um, this author, this motivational speaker, this uh, real estate investor. I am um, this divorce recovery coach. I am excited about life and what God has in store uh, for me. Um, I I get up every single day and I'm just so incredibly thankful. I get up waking and smiling uh, when I wake up. So I instantly smile. I thank you, God. You gave me another day. Um, so a lot of people can't say that. So I am. I'm definitely still that same bounce back chick. So absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for the time, Shelly. It was a pleasure having you on again. Same Always here. a pleasure to talk to you. Same here. Same here. Oh, and I want to invite you to my podcast as well. Mine is the um, the bounce back after divorce. However, I have mm. one speakers sometimes that have um, issues in other areas where they've had to bounce back. So mm, okay. So that- invite you to my podcast as well. I'll take you up on that. Excellent. Thank you so much. Very well.